The official sports radio show of Chapman Radio airs noon, Monday through Thursday, and is hosted by Thomas Doyle and Evan Andriola. Tune in to hear interviews from Chapman athletes, coaches, and more. This is Chapman Sports Radio, Panther Insider, the only radio show dedicated to Chapman Athletics. Hey everyone, we're back with Chapman Sports Radio, Panther Insider. This week our guest is Coach Dan Krikorian um, of the men's basketball team, so a coach of mine. How are you doing, Coach? Guys, great to see you. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to uh, to chat about hoops or or whatever uh, you guys got up your sleeves. So thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. All right, so um, we're going to start off. Uh, we've had a few athletes on. You're our first coach. We wanted to know um, what what it was like navigating the pandemic from a coaching perspective. Yeah, to, to say it was a difficult year for athletes and coaches would probably be uh, – an understatement of the year. I know, you know, I think one, first of all, it was probably more difficult for athletes um, in general than it was for coaches. Not that it wasn't difficult for coaches, but I think that for athletes to lose their seasons, uh, to not be able to play in the prime of their, uh, their youth, I know was really difficult for so many as uh, Doyle, as you know, um, for coaches, Hey, it was a, uh, interesting year trying to figure out you know what to do with some extra time trying to figure out how to recruit trying to figure out how to stay engaged with student athletes trying to figure out how to keep yourself improving and growing as a person and as a coach so you know um it had its challenges there were some things that allowed you maybe some potential positives as a coach where you can kind of step back take a look at things that maybe you believe or want to get better at and and do those things but you know overall was uh like most of us in in the world just trying to figure it out day by day and kind of get through it yeah um i know i have a, a player's perspective on the matter but it was there was just a lot of uncertainty in all i mean in the world too not just in sports so it was definitely an interesting thing to navigate uh the first another thing we wanted to ask you about was how did kind of, I know a little bit because I'm on the team, but I was wondering how uh, how discussion went and planning went with other coaches in the SCIAC and just the SCIAC conference in general. Yeah, one of the more difficult things this year in general was, you know, as a coach, as a leader, as someone that, you know, your players look to for guidance, that was a moving target all year and things would change day to day, week to week. And so, you know, we tried to be as transparent as we could with you guys whenever we got information, but there were so many conversations that I had with, you know, guys in our program or other coaches where, you know, you get a piece of information one week and then it would change the next. And, you know, that was really hard to, to go back to your first question about what was difficult. I mean, not being able to give you guys answers all year um, in any sort of uh, way that would help you, at least for a long time, was really difficult. As far as to your question about other coaches and communication-wise, um, you know, we were all kind of checking in with each other, those of us that you know, know each other in the conference as to how things were going on their campus. See, every campus was different. Every campus handled the pandemic a little differently. And then as a 
as the Skyac itself, you know, had kind of uh, its way that it handled it. So it was a different, it, it was a different conversation depending on the coach you talk to as far as what that school was trying to do, which just added to the level of complexity of this whole situation. Yeah, we've seen from uh, the other athletes that we've had on that it's kind of a school to school thing, you know, team like for instance, baseball, they're only playing Cal Lutheran and Redlands in the sky and swimming was only able to do meets with Cal Lutheran. So like, it's a struggle when there's no uh, uniformity in the conference. And it's like, you know, uh, it just goes from school to school based on who's in and who's out. So there's no real planning that can be gauged or a clear schedule for student athletes and coaches. Yeah, it was really tough. I mean, and there were certain schools all year long that we knew were more likely to try to have games or try to play or try to field teams. And there's some schools that said very early, it's just not going to happen or we're going to, you know, move on from this and start looking at next year. So to your point, um, yeah, there were a certain couple of schools and some of it had to do also with the county that they were in and the case levels. And so that's why you see Redlands and Kalu as opposed to the LA County schools being able to play because those schools in those counties had either better um, COVID rates or were more open to opening sooner. And so that's that was another level on top of it as opposed to just what the school wanted. It was also what the county wanted as well for athletics. Yeah. I mean, I'm curious to ask about... Um... And we've we've had a few other different athletes from different sports on, and we've kind of the issue of, well, I guess the complexity of the issue of kind of eligibility with guys missing an entire year. Obviously, you guys didn't get any of this year in, so I mean, there's just questions of eligibility um, and what year guys are is it's just even more complicated. I'm just curious how it's been kind of navigating that with either upperclassmen looking to come back another year when they were originally were planning to, or you know, just I would imagine that's yeah. not the most most simple thing to navigate. Yeah, no, the the it's Evan, you're right on there. I mean, it's been very interesting trying to figure out guys coming back, who has eligibility. You know, those things were getting sorted out by the NCAA. You know, I was trying to get a year of eligibility if I could back Doyle, so if I could get back on the floor. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I just missed it. Um, but as far as yeah, but Evan, to your point, roster management and recruiting has been one of the most challenging things this year because sure. of that exact point of Who's coming back? What year are they? How many new players do you need? How many players are leaving? I mean, and it's not just our level. You're seeing the trickle-down effect from the Division One level down to Division Three and AIA. Um, and who's really getting constricted by it are high school seniors mm-hmm. because there's not as many spots next year for high school seniors. And this is all sports basically across the landscape, but I can speak about basketball there's just not as many spots because everybody can be back or, you know, with transfers and stuff like that, you know, team people will kind of move down. So um, th- that has been difficult for sure. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, I would imagine it's it's also difficult just on the topic of like high school seniors. Um, if they missed their senior year of playing basketball or if they missed this whole past summer, I would imagine I grew up playing baseball and the summertime was huge for recruiting. I mean, that was, it's prime time. And I would imagine you know, it's similar in basketball. Obviously, the high school seasons is more the winter and the spring. But um, I would imagine losing that big chunk of playing time is tough for guys who are trying to get opportunities to go play elsewhere. Absolutely. And, and you know, as far as how recruiting goes a little bit, I mean, we watch guys all summer, fall, and then really the big time when we make decisions is when we see them during their senior year, their season. 
And then, you know, they have to apply by January 15th mm-hmm. for Chapman as a freshman. And nobody had a season yeah. by January 15th. So there's some guys that we're recruiting and are involved with that, you know, we haven't seen play. We, we haven't seen play at all. And um, not their fault, not our fault, just the the nature of the beast. Yeah, I'm curious. So we've been talking about recruiting seniors out of high school. Um, we've gotten a few this year. I've met a few of them just playing open runs and stuff at whenever we can. But did you see any seniors like that you're potentially interested in go on like unconventional routes as far as their athletic career? Like maybe more kids out of high school went JUCO or just stopped playing basketball at all because of the pandemic? Or, I mean, you said it's hard to apply uh, you have to apply by January 15th and there's not even a season. So I'm curious if you have had any experiences with the freshmen you've recruited like that. Well, so, and I can, I don't know for sure. And this is an ongoing thing. This is a daily thing right now, Doyle. So um, I think that what you might see is more students going either to prep schools next year or to the JC level, because there won't be as many spots at the the four-year university level. So we've been involved in some of the recruits for next year have said, hey, I'm looking at this school or this school or prep school or JC. And I'm I'm hearing more and more of that, which makes a lot of sense because that's kind of where the only other options that they have to go, you know, unless like you said, maybe they take a year off. But honestly, that would probably be the worst thing mm-hmm. um, to, to take a year off and not play. Are they able to preserve? I mean, I'm curious just because I, I, I've have no experience in this, but are, are players able to preserve eligibility by going the prep school route or the JC route? I mean, I know there's redshirt opportunities and stuff like that. Well, so prep school, you don't start your clock. JC, you will. So mm-hmm. like Thomas went to to JC. So when he came, you know, he only had a couple of years to play here. If you go to a, a high school, a prep school, um, and you do your your fifth year of high school, it does not start your eligibility. So in basketball, it's very big because a lot of times you'll see guys that maybe are borderline scholarship type of guys or just want to get a year bigger and stronger. It's very big on the East Coast. There's starting to be more prep schools on the West Coast, but they'll go prep for a year and then come into Chapman or wherever they go. And now they're 19 years old, a little right. bigger, a little stronger. Hmm. Yeah. it. Uh, we know that Chapman is like a pretty expensive school and it's a division three, so there's no athletic scholarship. So that factor just makes it all more difficult you know absolutely 100 percent. yeah um so do you want to go to a little break and then yeah we'll take a quick break and then uh we were going to ask you a little bit more i mean we know that you're a chapman alumni so we're going to want to talk to you a little bit about your playing career see if you can get that one more year one more year of hoops but um no we'll take a quick break and then right after that uh we'll talk to you a little bit about your transition from playing at chapman to coaching at chapman sounds good we'll be back in a bit The official sports radio show of Chapman Radio airs noon, Monday through Thursday, and is hosted by Thomas Doyle and Evan Andriola. Tune in to hear interviews from Chapman athletes, coaches, and more. All right, and we're back from a quick break um, with Coach K from the men's basketball team here at Chapman University. Thomas, uh, you know, we're going to go into a few more questions about Coach K's playing career here. Um, Thomas, what do you got for him? Yeah, so for those who don't know, uh, Coach Krikorian played basketball at Chapman under Coach Bukowski, the same coach I had, 
and now he coaches here as an assistant. So, Coach K, we are, uh, we are curious how that transition went from becoming a player to a coach at Chapman. Yeah, so quick quick full circle story on that. Yeah, I was a, a Chapman grad business major, played four years here um, for Coach Bokoski, and then um, I had a quick stop working in the mutual fund world for a couple of years and then realized that wasn't quite for me, wasn't something I wanted to uh, to do going forward. So I eventually made my way into coaching. Um, I was at the high school level. I eventually became the head coach at my high school. I was there for four years. And then um, eight years ago, the uh, the associate head coaching spot opened up here back at Chapman and, uh, and coach reached out, uh, asked if I'd be interested in interviewing for it and, uh, and gave me the job. So eight years later, here I am. So time flies. I know, um, I know a lot of guys who play basketball, or at least when you're watching them, you can kind of see who kind of has a sense who could maybe be a coach when they're done playing. I'm curious whether while you were playing, you felt you had a knack for any kind of you know team leadership, or you could see a, a world where you could be a coach after you were done playing. Yeah, it's a great question, Evan. And you know, I think when I was a player, um, you know, especially high school and then into Chapman. I was always really interested in the intricacies of the game. I wanted mm. to know every play. I wanted to know all the positions. We can see we can see strategy. that from your YouTube, Jim. And you you <laughs> go about as in depth as I've seen anyone go, which I love. Yeah, it's 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 a bit much. No, for sure. And so I was always interested in that. To your point, I mean, I I love that part of the game. I still do, obviously, um, with what I'm doing now professionally. And so I think if you look back, and I think if you ask people that coached me when I was a youth. They would say I, I had a knack for that side of the game. Um, you know, I was a quieter kid, and I always say this because I teach leadership classes here at Chapman. It took me a while to grow into like a leadership type of role to be like, hey, I'm going to stand up in front of people and talk and be confident. And by the time I got to you know junior senior year of high school, I was I was better at that. But um, as far as getting into coaching and when I was a player, I think you know that was something I always had on my mind um, as far as when I was a player. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you just mentioned it. Slapping glass. Evan mentioned it um, is a, <laughs> is a YouTube is coach K's YouTube channel and it's gained some notable popularity lately. Uh, for those who watch basketball, I don't know if you heard Jeff and Gunny does calls for NBA games and, and they got a shout out during, I forget which game it was, but Lakers Celtics, yeah. January 29th. He's got it. That's Saturday. Prim, that's primetime TV. It, it was on ABC. Uh, yeah, wow. I remember it well. <laughs> <laughs> Day after my birthday, actually. So how, how oh, did, there you go. How, how did, how, I mean, how did that happen with Van Gundy? I'm just curious how he found out about the show and just how that came up. Yeah. And so we have kind of a three pronged thing. So like you mentioned, our YouTube channel, um, we, we have Twitter is, you know, we have a lot going on on Twitter as well. And then we have a podcast every Friday. We have a new podcast come out and then we have a newsletter as well. So we kind of have a lot yeah, yeah. of things going on um, with coaches around the world. So, you know, uh, this was a few months back. We had, we had a coach reached out to us and said, Hey, I, I love your guys' stuff, blah, blah, blah. And just to let you know, I was turned on to your stuff by Jeff Van Gundy, who's a fan. Obviously that was a so cool he email was, to get. He was watching the show without you guys even knowing really Correct. some other. Wow. <laughs> yeah, correct. So we didn't know. So, you know, um, we got back to the coach. So thank you very much. And then as conversations went, he said, Hey, you know, if you want, I could connect you with Jeff and, and potentially maybe he'd be interested in coming on the podcast. Um, 
and that worked out. So wow. we had we had we had Jeff on the podcast, and um, he was he was great. I mean, he was a great podcast guest. Um, he's still involved with us today. He he's kind of on with us at Slapping Glass as like kind of an advisory role. So we talked to him um, from time to time still, and he's he's been supportive. Um, that night was awesome. You know, he I, we knew he was a fan of what we did, but uh, just to to say we knew that was going to happen, that was a pretty cool experience. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, having having like the work you've put in kind of be recognized at the professional level and during a, yeah. a game that was Lakers Celtics, one of the most classic rivalries yeah. in sports. So that must yeah, it hard. was a little surreal. It's hard to get admiration from a guy who has more coaching experience than that. I mean, he's the top echelon of of guys you'd want to admire your work. I'm curious whether after that shout out you saw, like, was there a pretty extreme blow up of the channel or a lot more people reaching out to you? Yeah, you know, so yes, short answer is yes. That was a, a cool night. You know, after it happened, I was really tempted to go run up and check Twitter and all that to see how many more, you know, yeah. followers and all that. But, you know, I told myself, I'm not going to do that. I want to just enjoy the night. I had a lot of people calling me and coaches and I want to just enjoy the moment. Look at that. And I'll check, you know, I'll check it in the morning. Um, I checked everything in the morning and it was a good night to say the least. But, you know, is more so than just getting new followers and all that, what, what that moment has done. And then what guys like Jeff has done is um, sort of lent credibility to what we do. And so, you know, when you have someone like that, say those kinds of things, and then have them on the podcast, you know, the next time you reach out to another coach you're interested in to have on having, you know, that in your back pocket is nice to kind of sure. um, have, have people think that you're at a certain level yeah it legitimizes you completely and that's that's, that's the, the word i was looking for Thanks, <laughs> yeah <Evan. laughs> we um we're curious talking a little bit more about the show how i mean thomas is more familiar than i am or more from yeah much more familiar with it than i am he showed it with me a little bit and we watched a few videos together how'd you get into doing it how long have you been doing it and just kind of the show kind of get rolling yeah and or so, i guess not even just the show but also the podcast and the newsletter yeah so it's kind of like this umbrella of things that we do um, you know, the podcast has been great. The last uh, four guests have been awesome. We had Dallas Mavericks assistant on. Oh, we had yeah. Fran Fraschilla on from ESPN, did a March Madness preview. Um, we had John Mosley, who's the head coach on Last Chance U right now. Oh, on that's right. Series. Um, and then we had Jay Billis last week who came on and did kind of a Final Four type of show. So it's been a, a nice, it's been a fun run kind of building the podcast um, the last couple of months. This all got started really um, from the pandemic situation. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the partner, the other guy that I run slapping glass with, his name is Patrick Carney. Patrick Carney is one of the best players to ever come out of Chapman university basketball. He, he's might be our leading scorer of all time. Him and I were, were teammates, um, backcourt teammates at Chapman. He went and played professionally in Germany for 12 years and was is still over there. When the pandemic hit and we didn't have a season at, or didn't weren't going to have a spring and summer and fall at Chapman, same thing happened to him over in Germany. He had just retired and had a coaching job, got shut down. So him and I just decided to, we, we talked about doing something like this for years and finally had a little bit of time to start doing it. And so we just started to put out little videos here and there and uh, a couple of them kind of caught on and, you know, things just kind of continued to grow and grow. So that's a short story of it. Mm-hmm. Evan and I are both strategic and corporate communication majors. And one thing 
they drill into us in our courses is like, know your target audience. So mm-hmm. when you guys started first making uh, the videos, what was your goal and who are you looking to have view all of the in-depth analysis that you guys had been doing? Yeah, it's a great question. And Chapman's given you guys great education and that strategic corporate communication. Uh, I think that that's one of the most important things you got to do when you're starting something is to look at what part of the 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 market, what vertical are you going to exist in? And that's something that we thought a lot about. And if you go onto our stuff, we're not a um, highlights of LeBron James's dunks channel. There's already tons of those. Yeah, you know, what right. we said is how do we squeeze in and niche down into a marketplace that is mostly uh, centered around coaches and high level coaching. And we wanted to attract a certain type of coach and person, you know, at the pro level, the college level, or high school coaches looking to develop their game. So we do a lot on international basketball, um, internet, bringing the international game to the U S and then we really, you know, we really nerd out on the strategic X's yeah. and O's part of the game. And we do that on purpose. And we know it's not for everybody, but it's for the right person that's trying to find our kind of stuff. Well, that's the that's the first thing I said to Thomas when he showed me the show was like, this is not the YouTube channel for your casual basketball fan. Like this is someone, no. this is for coaches, by coaches, people who know the intricacies of the game, who care about this little things. And I think that's kind of one of the highlights of why you guys have a lot of European and college basketball is this this idea of playing the game the right way, well coached, you know, defense, well coached, you know, offensive yep. sets. Oh, yeah. Yep. So I mean, it's that's what the, it's, it's funny that you said that because I said that to Thomas. I was like, this is not you know, this isn't some like thirteen year old kid who's obsessed with LeBron watches this show. Like, no, this is someone who wants to become a better point guard or someone who's you know trains point right. guards and stuff like that. So really, really, and those cool. are the things that. Thank you. And those are things that interest us. You know, we're, we're coaches and player. I mean, he was a pro player and those are the things that, you know, we've said, Hey, can we help other coaches? Um, can we grow our network? And so we've, we've built it from there. You know, like when you, whenever you're trying to enter a big marketplace, you got to find your entry point and your niche. And that's where we found that was first of all, just fun for us. And then we've been fortunate to have some success so far. Yeah. I mean, that's part of kind of what we do here. I mean, I feel like us learning about the the value of of picking your niche target audience beforehand. I mean, I've run, I've had a at least a sports centered show on Chapman Radio for like a year and a half before this, but it was always around pro sports. And we saw this there was this gap. We had kind of talked about this gap of no one's really talking about Chapman sports. How can we give these kids that we have classes with and are doing really cool things on the national level for a lot of our teams? How can we give them a little bit more publicity? How can we talk about them and have them on and involve them a little bit more in Chapman Radio, and that was kind of our niche. It was no other show was doing that, um, and we've kind of had success with that, and people were responding to it. Yeah, also adding off of that, um, Chapman Sports. Some sports get a lot of show out and fan interaction and student interaction um, at their games, but I would say in general, Chapman could use more spirited a more spirited fan base for just all sports in general. So that's been one of our goals to kind of build um, other student and just fan interaction in general with. Uh, Chapman Athletics. So hopefully we're doing a good job of that. (laughs) Hey, you know, you guys are doing a great job. I've only been on your show for 20 minutes and you're already much more professional than uh, a lot of other things I've been on in my career. So you guys are off to a great start. We're trying. We're still still finding our footing. Um, One thing, you know, I mean, this is kind of something that we could probably get advice for you on because we're we're trying to build a little bit of an audience and you're at a place where you've, you've built a pretty substantial audience. You've got people who 
are who know about your show, who are probably watching every video. You've got people who are coming, coming back. I'm wondering what, has there been any kind of pressure to stay consistent because you have those people who are kind of relying on you for these videos and if there's been any kind of struggle having that consistent audience? Yeah, I think that consistency is key in anything, whether it's, uh, you know, academics, whether it's athletics or whether it's running an entrepreneurial business or podcast or whatnot. And so, yeah, uh, Pressure is, a, a, I guess, a good word uh, to use, but you know we do have a set schedule of content that we release, so people know every Friday mornings the new podcast. You know yeah. that that helps solidify and develop the audience. They trust that it's always going to come out that time. Our newsletter comes out every Sunday morning, um, so people know Friday's the podcast release. Sunday morning is the newsletter release, and so um, it also helps us develop content strategy. Sure. So we're developing kind of on a two week basis. We're looking ahead two weeks in advance at the podcast, the newsletter, the videos, how they all interact and go together. And honestly, that's a really fun part of it. It's hard work. I mean, it's, it takes time and these things don't make themselves, but whenever you're working in an industry or doing something that you're passionate about and kind of, you know, meets with your skill sets, um, it could be a lot of fun along with the hard work. Yeah. Um, well, I'm curious, uh, what platforms are your podcasts on? I imagine Apple, po- Apple podcasts. Or- yeah, it's everywhere. I think Spotify. it's everywhere. Podcasts, okay. Spotify, uh, I mean, Apple, yeah. Spotify, Stitcher, these, I mean, all, I think every, all the, the big ones it's there. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. I look forward to listening to the, yeah. the Jay Billis and John Mosley and all the other ones as well. Yeah. I, it was great. I haven't explored, I haven't explored you guys much more than the YouTube. I definitely should give the listen to the guests that you guys have had on. Cause it sounds like you've already had some A-listers on, um, what, one thing I'm curious about is, so you, we were just kind of talking about the scheduling. Was that something that you guys, you know, set out to do from the get go? Or was that something that only started happening when you guys were started taking it more serious when people were, you know, the fan base increased, you were like, Oh, hey, this thing is becoming a real thing. We need like a schedule that we need to stay reliant on. Yeah, good question. It it developed. It was something that as we grew, as we added other elements, the podcast, we didn't start right away. We started that in uh, late August, early September, we started doing some videos last March or April. So that was kind of a, a slow development. Um, and then the newsletter was something we started in October. So these things kind of just uh, developed slowly over time. Awesome. Um, well, I, I should let you know, we've, we're getting the men's league running. I just got in contact with Jerry Rodriguez, kind of off topic, okay. but yeah. <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. Um, also, I think we're going to go to a break real quick and then we'll come back, um, do our signature hot seat edition, and then we'll conclude the show. Sounds, Sounds good. good. We'll be back in a bit. Evan, do you feel that? It's starting to heat up in here. Yeah, dude. I'm sweating a lot. Did you turn on the heat or something? I did not. But now that I think about it, our guest does look pretty nervous. Oh, you know what that must mean. It's time for the hot seat. Chat Sports Radio presents the hot seat. All right. Welcome back to Chapman Sports Radio, Panther Insider. We're here to finish out our show with our signature segment that's been a lot of fun so far. And we got Coach K here to do hot seat with us. Coach K and Thomas both know each other pretty well. They've spent seasons playing with each other on basketball or him coaching Thomas. So this should be good. I think I'm going to let you guys take away the hot seat segment. 
Yeah, Coach, do you want to go first with the story or should I go? Explain, uh, explain what Hot Seat is. Just okay, so it. basically every week for Hot Seat, we have a guest or two on. And if we have two guests on, we ask them to kind of tell a funny a funny story about one or the other from uh, just from practice, games, anything in their athletic life. Um, it's something you don't usually get to hear about. So we figured we'd give uh, student athletes the opportunity to kind of just share less typical, more lighthearted stuff. Um, so this is our first week having a coach on and I figured since coach K and I have spent a season together, you know, ins and outs, three hours a day practices, we would probably have a funny story or so about the other. So, uh, I guess I can start. Um, this isn't the most funny story, but it's kind of just a shout out to coach K every away game that's within the area. We have three buses for our three coaches and they drive the players. So we have coach Bo's car or Coach Bo's van, sorry, uh, Coach Molina's van and Coach K's van. And uh, creds to Coach K because all the players know that that's the van that they want to be in. So, <laughs> yeah, Coach K's van uh, is the most fun. The Got fun car. The best music, the best dialogue. I remember I didn't get to ride in it every time because it's such a hot commodity. But um, <laughs> It's almost like when you're a kid and you go on a field trip and everyone wants to be in that yeah. one mom's car. Exactly. We had some, oh, good, some good basketball debates, so... Uh, thank you well, for that. And uh, all the other players, thank you for it as well. Well, thanks. So it means a lot. I mean, uh, I think uh, those are, you know, to, to your uh, story there. I do enjoy those van rides. I hate them as a coach because I hate having to drive to the game. Um, I much prefer the bus because I get to sit back and relax and not worry. But there's something pretty fun about, you know, having guys in the van. And I do have a rule, though, in my van where if you sit in the front seat, you cannot just zone out and uh, put on your your AirPods and whatnot. I mean, the whole time, if you're sitting in the front seat, we got to have a good dialogue and good conversation. And so um, we've had some guys throughout the years that hop in the front seat and said, hey, you can sit here, but we're going to talk. We're going we're gonna to get to know each other. And sometimes those guys end up in the back the next time. But that's okay. <laughs> that's how it should be as anyone sitting shotgun on any form of road trip, you know, keep the driver entertained. It's, and it's the responsibility you hold. You are in charge of directions. Music and the conversation. Banter, yeah. 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 And the air conditioning in those vans, too. That, too. Um, <laughs> well, hey, my story, Doyle, this was, uh, you turned out you had a, a great season a couple of years ago. But if you remember how the season started at Vanguard, we, uh, you were starting as our point guard and we were going to come out and we we're going to run a play that we ran all year called Lucy. And you asked me right before, coach, which which direction does Lucy start? Do I go to the left yeah. or do I go to the right? And I said, Doyle, you go to the right. Okay, <laughs> we get the tip and you go to the left right, <laughs> right away. <laughs> and you came running over and we, we, we said, hey, we're going to run Lucy again next time down. Again, you went to the left oh. again to start the second time. And you came over and you said, coach, I keep thinking Lucy means left. So that's why I keep starting to, <laughs> to the left. We eventually figured out how to run the play. Yeah. It was one of our best all year, but I don't know if you remember that. Doyle. I do. I do get Hayden to look. I I had nerves before that game. I will admit, Vanguard <laughs> was a tough team. I don't know if you remember later in that game. I think actually sometime later in the first half. I think I had I got the worst eye poke I've ever had. This was after the plays had been uh, had been run. So I'm not making excuses, but one of the the opposing point guard. We were both going up for a rebound, and his finger went in my eye, and I actually got a black right. eye black eye from it i could barely see so that was kind That's of a right. funny funny memory from that game that was 
though the other thing i remember from you i i forget which which trip it was but when we when we go on road trips um we started doing this a couple years ago but for check-in when i would say i have to check in with people by 10 a.m or 10 p.m you got to be in your rooms we would do the the team check-ins so i yeah. would send you got say to send a photo of you and your roommate in your room at the time. And I forget exactly who your roommate was, but you had, you might've won. I had the, folds. Yeah. The first time you, you and folds. Yeah. And we had the, you, the picture taken. Uh, go ahead. I'll let you say. Yeah. So, every, no, so, so everybody sends me their picture in their room and we, we have a creativity contest. So we yeah. make it as creative as possible. And then we do a ranking of voting system. And I think you and folds finished pretty high up. Yeah. Shane and I were uh, together in Santa Cruz. I, I think I was going for back-to-back wins, but we were, we placed somewhere. 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 You on the podium, I think. Yeah. What'd, you yeah. do, what'd you do in the photo? So the first one with Daniel was we... Daniel's a 6'7", yeah, yeah, one yeah. of our bigs. So he, he laid, across the, laid across both beds because we had two beds at the hotel, kind of like arm on his head, you know, like, yeah, yeah. like a pose. And then I climbed up on top of the bed frames, like the headboards of uh-huh. both beds and laid across like... On top of the wall, I was like... Did you do a photo timer for it, or did you have someone take it? Photo timer. I could show you the picture. That's got to be tough to get into that spot. It was good. Yeah, it was tough. I had to balance. We could only get there for like three seconds. And then the, the one I did with Shane, we both just like did a handstand up against the wall and took a picture of ourselves yeah. like upside down, which was kind of funny too. So That's fun. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. With that, I'm going to close this out because we only got a little more than a minute left on this Zoom call. So... Coach K, really want to thank you for ha- uh, coming on. Yeah. Um, it's great to meet you. It's the first time I got to meet you, and, and big fan of um, slapping glass already. Um, thanks, Evan. And yeah, you know, I just uh, appreciate you coming on. Yep. Hey, thanks to both. You guys do a great job. Thanks for what you're doing for Chapman Sports. It's yeah. awesome. Absolutely. Thanks a lot for coming on, Coach. All right, guys. Bye. This is Chapman Sports Radio, Panther Insider, the only radio show dedicated to Chapman Athletics.